Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Parker Shane, your announcer for this fourth Sunday after Easter. The Reverend Jake Slutton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the organist, Mrs. Courtney Slutton, and the acolytes are Danica Yelinek and Lizette Bott. Today's order of the service is at www.trinity1874.com. All right, good morning, everyone. Radio broadcast for today Welcome is to sponsored today. by Alan great to be with you all for Mother's again, Day on this and dedicated Lord's Day to the in glory of Lord's God. House to worship. May God bless us as we worship Receive from him the together. good gifts of word and sacrament that he has so graciously planned for us. Please stand this morning and let's greet each other in the name of the Lord. Members, if you see people that you don't recognize, please go over, say hi, shake their hand, and welcome them to worship today. All right, so as you are taking your seats, let's open our worship today with a word of prayer. Dear Lord God, Heavenly Father, we are thankful today for this Lord's Day, the third day, uh, the day on which we uh, celebrate every week your resurrection, uh, that day which you defeated uh, death and the grave, sin and Satan all for us. Uh, and Lord, we ask now that as we worship you here, that, that as we receive from you your good gifts, that you would fill us in heart, mind, and soul with the zeal for your house of worship. Lord, truly, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Please stand. So we make our beginning this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Amen. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, Since we are gathered to hear God's word, call upon him in prayer and praise, and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the fellowship of this altar. Let us first consider our unworthiness and confess before God and one another that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, and that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. Together as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. 
Almighty God, have mercy upon us, forgive us our sins, and lead us to everlasting life. Amen. And so Almighty God in His mercy has given His Son to die for you, and for His sake He forgives you all of your sins. So then in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our opening hymn today is The King of Love, My Shepherd, on page 709, verses 1 through 3 of the Lutheran Service Book. I am the Good Shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, and I lay down my life He chose David, his servant, and took him from the sheepfolds. From following the first years, he brought him to shepherd David With upright heart, he shepherded them. But we, your people, the sheep of your pasture, will give thanks to you forever. to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, merciful Father, since you have wakened from death the shepherd of your sheep, grant us your Holy Spirit, that when we hear the voice of our shepherd, we may know him who calls each by name and follow where he leads. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. The Old Testament reading for this Good Shepherd Sunday is taken from Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is the word of our Lord. We continue with the gradual. Christ has risen from the dead. He has given him dominion over the works of his hands. Our special music today is by the Trinity Ringers.
Thank you very much, Bells, for that very lovely piece. Uh, it is now time for all the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message uh, given today by Mrs. Menning. Now is a good time also to bring up your offering, your Mighty Mites, as well. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good. So we've already heard this morning some Bible verses about a shepherd, and we're going to hear some more later. Did you know that God created sheep very special? You did? He created them special in that they cannot take care of themselves. They have to have someone special to take care of them. They can't find their own food. They can't fend off dangerous predators. Um, and if they get lost, they can't find their way back. So, they, so God created a special relationship with their shepherd to help take care of them. Okay? The shepherd helps them find new grass in new places so that they can have food to eat. The shepherd protects them from foxes or other things that might bring them danger. And shepherds use something special to help take care of their sheep. Nate, will you hold this for me, please? Okay. So do you guys know what this is? You've seen this before, right? What's it called, Harper? It's called a staff. So it's usually really long. It's usually really long, quite a bit longer than the one that I have here, and it's got a hook on the end, right? What do you think a shepherd might use this hook for? Jackson? Okay, so if the sheep is getting away, they can use this to kind of hook it and bring it back. What else do you think that hook might be used for, Grace? Okay, you could use this to kind of keep the predators away from where you have your sheep because it's nice and long, so you can kind of get out there and get them. All right. What if the sheep gets into a thorn bush? Or you think the shepherd just wants to stick his hands in there and pull that sheep back out? I wouldn't want to do that. But this has a nice little hook on the end so he can reach in there and pull him back to safety. Well, Nate says we can put a leash on our sheep. We don't always put a leash on your sheep, but if you had a pet sheep, you could do that, right? So, so the shepherd has a special relationship with his sheep, and he takes care of them. He gets them to the right place where they need food, and he protects them. And boys and girls, do you know there were some uh, shepherds in the Bible? Who were some of the shepherds in the Bible that you know of? Moses was a shepherd. Who else was a shepherd? Carly? David, King David, was a shepherd whenever he was your age. Caden, you want to go out and be a shepherd? No? How about you, Cordell? 
You want to go out and be a shepherd? No, not really feeling it. Adela, you think you're old enough to go out and wield this staff and protect those sheep? No? Well, as Christians, we are like sheep, right? And God takes care of us. He gives us everything that we need. He protects us always. And we have lots of verses in the Bible that show us how much he loves us and he cares for us, just like that shepherd cares for his sheep. God cares for us. So when you're scared or when you're hungry or when you're tired, I want you to think about the staff and I want you to think about the Bible verses that you're going to hear this morning and think about the good care that God gives you. And the most important thing that he does for us is he gave us a special gift. Do you know what that was? Eternal life through Jesus, his son, right? All right, let's fold our hands. Nate, I'm going to have you hold that while we pray, okay? Let's fold our hands and close our eyes. Dear, G- Dear Lord, thank you so much for sending our Jesus and for always protecting us and caring for us. In Jesus' name, amen. The epistle reading for this morning is taken from Revelation chapter 7. After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one can number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these, clothed in white robes, and from where have they come? I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they are before the throne of God, and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd. And he will guide them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand for the reading of the Gospel.
The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 10th chapter. Please read the Gospel together with me. At that time, the Feast of Dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple, in the colonnade of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me. But you do not believe because you are not part of my flock. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. Our hymn of the day is Lamb of God on page 550 of the Lutheran Service Book.
be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's meditation is the gospel lesson that was just read from John chapter 10. Uh, is usually the text on this Good Shepherd Sunday. You've probably noticed that as the theme of our service as we've been going along here today. And what I want to do first is I want to take us back to the previous chapter of, God, of, of John's Gospel, John chapter 9. So in your pew Bibles, open to page 895. If you don't have your pew Bibles, if you promise not to check Facebook while you're on your phone, you can get your phone out. Page 895 in your pew Bibles is where John chapter 9 is. The reason why I am directing us to John chapter 9 is because this chapter helps us understand what Jesus is telling to the Pharisees in our text for today in John chapter 10. There are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 verses that I want you to pay particular attention to. Verse 5 verse 16, verse 27, 28, 31, and 34. So here we go, John chapter 9. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, it was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, he spit on the ground and made mud with saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means sent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar were saying, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is he. Others said, No, but he is like him. He kept saying, I am the man. So they said to him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus put mud, made mud and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? And he said, I don't know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. So the Pharisees again asked him how he had received his sight. And he said to them, He put mud on my eyes and I washed and I see. Don't you understand what's going on? Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among them. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him since he has opened your eyes? And he said, He is a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight. So now they're calling his mom and dad over. And asked them, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? 
His parents answered, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. But how he now sees, we do not know. Nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He is of age. I wonder if he'll give him the same answer. He will speak for himself. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews. The Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess Jesus to be Christ, he was to be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, He is of age, ask him. So for the second time they called the man who had been born blind, sorry, the the man who had been blind, and said to him, Give glory to God, we know that this man is a sinner. He answered, Whether he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. And they said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? And he answered them, I have told you already, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? And they reviled him, saying, You are his disciples, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. <clears throat> the man answered then, the man answered, why, this is an amazing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. And they answered him, You were born in utter sin, and you would teach us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and having found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. And he said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world, that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard these things and said to him, Are we also blind? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no guilt. But now that you say we see, your guilt remains. Again, our verses are 5, 16, 27, 28, 31, and 34. In verse 5, Jesus tells his disciples, after they ask him, Rabbi, who sinned this man or his parents, that, that he was born blind, Jesus says, Nobody sinned that this man was born blind. Instead, so that the work of God might be displayed in him. And he says to the d- disciples who can actually see Jesus, and also in the presence of the man born blind who can't see him, can only use his ears, he says what? Verse 5, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. The blind man can hear that. Verse 16, some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. Their eyes deceive them. Verse 27, The man answered them, and here's probably the most telling verse of these ones that I'm having us look at. The man answered them, I have told you already, and you would not listen. How many times had he told them how this happened? Two different times. And they still would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Verse 28, to give us some evidence as to why they they either, either can't see or won't see, or they won't listen or can't listen. They revile him, saying, you are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. 
verse 31, we know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. And finally, in verse 34, the Pharisees answer the man, you were born in utter sin and you would teach us. And they cast him out. The Pharisees can't hear and they can't listen and they certainly can't see. Their eyes deceive them. And so now on to today's text, John chapter 10. At that time, the Feast of Dedication took place at Jerusalem, that is Hanukkah. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the colony of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me, but you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. As I was preparing for this message today, I came across something that I did not know before. I was always under the assumption up until last week that sheep were stupid, and they were dumb. And I learned that it's not that sheep are stupid or dumb, it's the fact that they can't see well. Their vision is impaired. It was interesting that Mrs. Menning said that sheep were created, uh, uh, what was the term that that she used, that that sheep were created special by God. They, They can't see well. And so every time that they get into trouble, they freak out because they they don't know what's happening because their sight does not allow them to see that. And so they have to be able to use their ears. I was talking to uh, Phil Trokey today, who used to own sheep. He used to be a shepherd. Ah. And he said that the sheep would always come to him because they knew his voice. Not because they could see him, but because they knew his voice. And so the sheep would always come to him because, well, they recognize the voice of their owner. The problem for the Pharisees is that they can't see correctly. The problem for the Pharisees in this this text is that their eyes deceive them. And we suffer the same problem. Our eyes deceive us. And we allow our eyes to decide what is better for us. I have quoted from Chad Bird before, but he wrote an article this week on Psalm 23. Perhaps some of you have, have seen it, but I want to read to you this, this, this particular section. He writes, "'The Lord is my shepherd.'" but I still want. I want whatever my heart desires. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, but I spy grass that is greener on the other side of the fence. He leadeth me beside the still waters, but I know of still more exciting places where I'd love to drink my fill. He restoreth my soul when I want to live life the way that I see fit. He maketh me to walk in the paths of righteousness when I want to run in the open fields of this world. 
eating where I want, sleeping with whomever I want, living like the beast I am. He leads me for his namesake, but I want to make a name for myself. I want others to envy me, to speak ill of me if they wish, but secretly to covet who I am and what I've done. That just describes us to a T. It describes us perfectly. Yes, we, the Lord is our shepherd, and even though that psalm says we shall not want, we still do. We covet and we want the things that we don't have. And when we covet and want the things that we don't have, that's called not trusting. That God has already provided for you and will provide for you what he knows that you need. He makes me to lie down in green pastures, but I spy grass that is greener on the other side of the fence. The same thing. It's called not trusting that what God has given us as our good shepherd is enough for us. And when we see something that we think that, that we need, then suddenly we, we make the good shepherd, the one who owns the sheep, simply to be a hireling, somebody who, who is there to just watch over us and make sure that nothing bad happens to us. He leads me for his namesake, but I want to make a name for myself. That's called pride. Now, having pride and being proud of things and of people is not inherently bad. But when we have pride in ourselves and pride in others or pride in things, to the point that we start comparing ourselves to others, to people who have things that we don't have, whose kids are better at this than my kids, whatever the case might be, that's called sin. And here's the amazing thing about our Good Shepherd. Another one of these Good Shepherd texts in the Gospels talks about this parable that Jesus gives. And he says that how many of you the people that he is talking with, if you have one sheep that goes astray, how many of you will leave the 99 others who are safe and go after that, that one sheep? And that's what he does. Even though the one goes missing, chasing after the things of this world that lead only to the spiritual guillotine, only to our death, the shepherd goes after it. And why does the shepherd continue to go after the one sheep? Why does the shepherd, the good shepherd, continually come after us and bring us back into a right relationship with him? Why does he do that? Because he knows that the things that the sheep chase after care absolutely nothing for his sheep. Not a single thing. They care nothing for his sheep. Those things that his sheep chase after All of those things that we just mentioned, the Lord is my shepherd, but I still want. I want whatever my heart desires. He leadeth me beside the still waters, but I know of still more exciting places where I'd love to drink my fill. All of those things, the the good shepherd Jesus knows that none of those things care for the sheep. And they only want to lead them to destruction and death. But he does. The good shepherd cares. 
The good shepherd does more than care. As a matter of fact, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Another really, really fascinating factoid that I found out about shepherds. What they will do is that they will literally lie down there in, in the sheep pen. There is, there is one gate. And to protect his sheep, the shepherd will literally lie down on the footstep of the gate so that nothing can get through. That's fascinating. And so now it makes perfect and total sense whenever Jesus says that the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep because that's exactly what he did. He laid down his life so that the forces of evil and darkness and Satan and our, 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 our own sin and covetousness could never harm us eternally again because he took it upon him, himself. He is the only one Not these things that we as his sheep chase after. Not these things that we as his sheep chase after, which, as I said, lead us only to the spiritual guillotine, lead only to our death. He is the only one who can say that I lay down my life for the sheep. More from that article from Chad Bird. He writes, The Lord is your shepherd, your good shepherd. And all he wants is you. I, who so often turn my back on the fold and its shepherd, yes, you. I, who have cursed his staff, ignored his calls, gone my own way, yes, you. I, who have been more like a wolf than a sheep, angrily tearing away at those around me, yes. The good shepherd wants only one thing. He only wants you. Only the good shepherd can say the things that he did in John chapter 10. Only the good shepherd can say that my sheep hear my voice. Only the good shepherd can say I know them. Only the good shepherd can say that they follow me. Only the good shepherd can say that I give them eternal life. Only the good shepherd can say that they will never perish. And only the good shepherd can say that no one, no one, nothing will snatch them out of my hand. Notice that Jesus does not say there's nothing that can snatch them out of my hand, as if there is anything that could possibly do that. But when he says that there is nothing that will snatch them out of my hand, he's speaking in a future tense, right? He's speaking in everything that is to come from my sheep, no matter what befalls them, no matter what tricks that Satan tries to play on them, no matter what they chase after, there is nothing that will ever be able to snatch them out of my hand. Because I am the good shepherd. Because I know my sheep. And my sheep know me. And his voice, the voice, the the same voice, the same voice that cried out, Father, forgive them from the cross, where they know not what they do, is the voice of the Good Shepherd. And the same voice that called out to the thief that was next to him, Today you will be with me in paradise, is the same voice of the Good Shepherd. 
the same voice of the shepherd that we hear, the same voice of the shepherd that in faith that we listen to. It is the only voice that saves, the only voice that saves. And it is the only voice that can bring us to to safety. Christ is risen. Amen. Please stand. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith. We do so using the Nicene Creed. It is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty. this time we will gather our tithes and offerings. Uh, Whether you are a member or a guest with us, uh, please fill in the red sign-in book so that we know that you were here with us. Uh, If you are a guest with us, if you would be so kind as to leave your telephone number or some way that we might be able to reach you uh, to thank you for coming to worship today, we would appreciate that. Uh, With that, we collect our tithes and offerings. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. These radio broadcasts are made possible by the donations to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help. A men's Bible study meets at 8 a.m. each Wednesday morning in the Narthex. Several ladies' Bible studies meet during the week in the surrounding areas. For more information, call the church office at 417-235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message, home, guest speaker, Dr. Neen Nadasti, 
With Jesus we have a home. That's the good news for today. John 14 verses 1 through 7. We now rejoin the congregation during the worship service. Please stand for prayer. Let us pray. Dear Lord Jesus, you are indeed the good shepherd. Lord, you are good because no one will ever be able to snatch us out of your hand. You are good because we, by by faith, we know your voice. And you are good because you will always lead us to safety. Lord, we pray for those who do not yet know that you are the good shepherd. We pray that you would, by your Spirit, make faith rooted in them. Faith in you as their their good shepherd. Faith in you as the one who has died, whose voice called out from the cross, Father, Forgive them, and that today we will be with you in paradise. Lord, in your mercy. On this day, Lord, we pray for the preservation of marriage, that God would defend husbands and wives from every assault of the enemy, that you would support them in their faithfulness and loving service to one another, and grant them joy in, in every time. Lord, in your mercy. On this day as well, Lord, we thank you for mothers. We thank you for the vocation that you have called them to as they love, care, and cherish all whom you have placed in their loving care. Lord, we also pray for mothers who are thinking of children who have unfortunately died, pregnancies that have miscarried. Lord, we pray for moms who decided other parents were the best choice for for their babies. We pray for moms who adopted those kids and loved them. We pray also for those who knew they never wanted kids and instead have found other ways to love kids in our communities. 
We pray for those who were moms to kids not their own because they knew those kids needed it. We pray for those remembering moms no longer with us. We pray for those moving forward for moms who did not show love or hurt those who who they should have cared for. And today, Lord, we honor the unyielding love and care for others that we call motherhood, wherever we have happened to have found it. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all public servants and those who protect us, that that they be supported and upheld in every good deed. We pray especially for David and for Christopher serving in the armed forces. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we also pray for all those who are sick, who are hurt, lonely, or despairing, especially all those on our health list. We pray for Melba and for Landreth and for Denise and Carol, for Oren and Ethel and for Joan and for Addison and Steve, for Becky and Wayne and Bob and Mark, and Lorne, and Gary, and Emma, and for Brenda, for Rose Marie, and for Bob, and for John, for Mary Ann and Debbie, for Bob and Mary, for Fred, for Lisa, for Jen, and for Catherine, for Deborah, and for Joe, and for Philip, and also for Harmony. And Lord, we pray also for all of those that we know who are suffering, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally, that we name before you in our hearts. We humbly pray you that you would heal them in every way. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for blessings and joy for all with birthdays. We pray for Orville, who, is, who will be celebrating 91 years of life this week. May he feel assured and ready for the year ahead, knowing that you have ordered his steps. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for and thank you for all with anniversaries soon, for Glenn and for Tony, for Stan and Fawn and for Ross and for Jane. As your word says, a threefold cord is not easily broken. We pray that you would continue to wrap yourself in our marriages and our families. We pray that you might keep them and their marriage so hidden within you that all the forces of evil would come to nothing. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, finally, we pray for grace to partake faithfully of the body and blood of Christ with repentant hearts and a firm resolution to amend our sinful lives by the aid of the Spirit. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord, our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places Give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us and all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally. 
Because he has now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity, all who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Lord, as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess, I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament, and under the form of the bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith and life. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to them and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Please stand. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Let us bless the Lord. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Amen. Our closing hymn today is The King of Love, My Shepherd, on page 709, verses 4 through 6 of the Lutheran Service Book.
Just a few announcements before we close with worship today. First of all, there will be a short prayer session in the chapel after service for anyone who would like to join in. Uh, you may also submit prayer requests uh, uh, prior to the service. Please contact the office or Philip and Debbie Trochi. Uh, graduation Sunday is on May the 19th for 8th grade, high school, and college 2019 graduates. The students may wear their cap and gown for recognition. Let the church office know who the graduates are, please, for 2019. Uh, there will be a special voters meeting following service on May 19th as well regarding the new roof uh, on part of the church. And then finally, our Friends in Christ group uh, that anybody is allowed to uh, join and come to will be Saturday, May the 18th at 6.30 at the Senator's house, just right down the road here. Uh, the meat will be provided, and please bring a side or dessert to share. I believe that is all of the announcements that I have. Uh, happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers out there. Thank you very much for the loving kindness that you show to us each and every day. Uh, and I pray that you all have a very, very blessed week. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on www.freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May his love surround you and his mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Parker Shane, and I wish you all a very happy Mother's Day.